Raiders, start your engines! Welcome to the one place everybody wants to be. Victory Lane, your source for news, analysis, discussion, interviews, and more from the world of NASCAR. Here's your host, Davey Siegel. Welcome back, party people, to the place everybody wants to be. You know it, you love it. It, of course, is Victory Lane. Another week, another bonus episode, but this one is a bit special because somehow, someway, the racing gods aligned for this show to have me book the race winner, a first-time winner at that at Road America, Tyler Reddick, is on the show with us. Just like last week with Joey Logano, not the usual episode here on Victory Lane. On this feed, it's just going to be a shorter conversation. He's doing a bit of a media rounds, and I was lucky enough to get a spot in that rotation. But again, this happened before he won at Road America. And I even kind of forgot about it low-key. So I was looking at my calendar, and I was like, Oh, I, I'm talking to Tyler this week. Cool. So that worked out pretty well. Worked out really well for him on Sunday at Road America as well, I would say. Again, the third first-time winner on the third road course of the season. He gets his first win. His crew chief, Randall Burnett, gets his first win. In his 92nd try, Tyler Reddick is officially a Cup Series winner. I'm going to get out of the way and let you hear our chat. We talked about a lot of different things with the race in our limited time together. And of course, everybody wants to know why his son is a Chase Elliott fan and why he slept through the victory celebration. Besides the fact that he's a child, I had to get the 411 from Tyler himself. Let's hear what he had to say. The newest Cup Series winner on Victory Lane, it's Tyler Reddick. Real honor and a pleasure to welcome onto the show today. Very fortuitous timing because we actually planned this last week. Driver of the number 83 Chi Richard Childress Racing Chevrolet, that's a tongue twister, and the newest winner in the NASCAR Cup Series, it is Tyler Reddick. I'm going to jump right into things and start off with the most important question on my mind. Has Bo woken up yet? Oh, yeah, he's he's wide awake. Um, he actually <laughs> just woke up from a nap uh, a couple minutes ago, so okay. um, yeah, he, he doesn't like to uh, take regularly scheduled naps. Um, he really tries to push that off. And so because of that, sometimes he falls asleep uh, at the craziest of times. You know, like in victory lane after his dad wins his first cup race after 92 weeks. But, you know, it's neither here nor there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> those, those are the kind of things you can't make up. Was Alexa like, Bo, can you, just, can you just wake up for like five minutes, please? She was trying. She definitely was. Um, I was trying to wake him up too, but there was a lot going on. I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, there was nothing I could do to wake him up because you were a little he busy. wouldn't, he wouldn't wake up for her when he does, he, when he does that, he's pretty much impossible to wake up when he finally takes his nap after putting it off for as long as he could. Yeah. Um, we also know that he is one of the world's biggest Chase Elliott supporters and you had to beat your son's favorite driver to win your first race. When do you think he's going to come over from the dark side and actually root for his dad? Do you think it's going to happen anytime soon? Um, I, I was hoping it was going to take a day like Sunday to change his mind, but nah, he was too tired. No, um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to do more than that. So I'll just have to keep winning races and hopefully sometime soon he'll, 
his dad will become hopefully his favorite driver, but that's okay. It's all right. I don't want him, you know, when, when he started getting old enough to really follow, you know, the racing and pick drivers he really liked. Yeah. Some people were, you know, why don't you have a problem with him? Why do you have a problem with him? Or why don't you have a problem with him liking this driver or that driver? And it's like, well, he's his own person. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to tell him who he can and cannot pull for. I mean, the bright side, he's only one number away, so he's not far. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All you got to do is subtract one off of, the, off yeah. of that and he'll be right where he needs to be. Yeah. All right. Uh, sticking with the theme of very important questions. Who's Antonio and how good of a time did he have when you got home? Man, Antonio's my neighbor. And, um, you know, before I had left for, for Road America, he was, he let me know that he was going to have a, a party at his house and that when we got back, we were more than welcome to, to join in. And that was our plan for sure. Um, <laughs> but with, with everything that happened with winning the race and, and everything else, um, it took me a lot longer to get back home than I thought it was going to. <laughs> um, from what it sounds like um, from him and, and some of some of the other neighbors, um, it was it was quite the party. Uh, it sounded like pretty much every inch of shoulder in this neighborhood was covered with cars. He had a lot yeah. of people over. He was he always has has really nice, huge, fun gatherings. But uh, by the time we got home, there was only about a there was only about a couple left. It was just him, his wife. Um, just some of his close family that were left. We, we pulled in our driveway. They were sitting there uh, waiting for us. So they had a big party, and unfortunately, we missed a lot of it. But it was really nice that they, they waited for us to get back and, and celebrate with us. Yeah, I think he'd, he'd understood a little bit late. You had more important things to tend to at that moment. Okay, so let's get into the actual series part. So I, I talked to you yesterday when you called into On Track, and you know, um, Alan and Larry were asking you if it had sunk in yet. At that point, it had been around 18, 20 hours since you crossed the finish line. Now we're a couple, three days removed. I imagine it has to start sinking in at this point, or maybe I'm wrong. Has it not sunk in yet? Where are you at? I mean, uh, it, it, it has to be sinking in, but just not in the way that I thought it would be. Um, I guess just partly in, in, in because, you know, pretty much what we were going to do, you know, with our weekend and what my day hey, was like, Bo, uh, <laughs> Bo's trying I'm to come join. for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think just partly in part, it hasn't sunk in the way I imagined because I've got a, you know, had all this plan with you today where we got some stuff going on, flying out for DC later on. I got some other things going on. Um, getting ready for the late model race. I'm doing at least speedway. There's a lot of things going on. So yeah. I've stayed really, really busy in, in the way the sport works. And I, I remember it from the Xfinity days, you know, you go win, but Monday you got to reset, reload and, and get, get working right away on, on what's ahead. You can't, you can't celebrate too much. So I really did have a lot of fun over the weekend. Um, it was really cool. It's just unreal that, you know, it happened. Um, but there's a task at hand. We got to get back to work. So it's, it's a, it's a tough balance because you really want to soak in every minute of it. And I, I feel like we did our best, but at the same time, you know, got to get back to work and got to get at it. You don't want to fall behind, um, for the next weekend. I'm sure you'd probably be among the first to admit that since Bristol happened, you know, everybody was expecting you to just come right out the next couple of weeks and be contending for race victories right away. And it was the case for a little bit, but then you guys as a team, kind of fell off a little bit. You had some struggles in the early summer months. Obviously, those have come and gone, and you've come around at this point. But the playoffs are right around the corner. You're all butt locked in now. 
My question is, I'm curious if after Bristol and after the events of that finish transpired, did you ever have any second guesses or doubts about, man, that may have been our only shot to get this done, seeing how the season's playing out? Or did you always know that you guys were really just that close? I knew we were just that close, but but what your point on that is, um, you know, did we let it slip by? And, and, you know, that was a huge worry and concern, right? It's so hard to win win cup races, you know. Um, you know, look at the drivers that are um, – you know, inside the cutoff line, but haven't won yet. You know, it's drivers like Truex, Blaney, um, you know, Harvick's dancing right around the line. These are guys that have won lots of races, lots of yeah. cup races in their career. So that just goes to show you how difficult it can be to uh, just, just go out there and get a win when you need it. You know, it's very difficult. So it was really nice that it finally went the way that I, that our team wanted it to and needed it to. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, we were, we were just that close so many times this year. Um, even after Bristol, you know, Charlotte right there on the cusp of it. Um, unfortunately had a tire, uh, failure, uh, Sonoma right where we needed to be. Um, unfortunately I sped on pit road. Um, there's been a number of things that have, that have happened and, and just the trend, unfortunately, all year long is one mistake, one, one little piece of the race yeah. going the wrong way has kept us from victory lane. And the great thing is, is that, you know, yesterday or yesterday, goodness gracious, Sunday, um, <laughs> I've promised I've slept a few times since Sunday. I really have, but uh, the Sunday went that so. way. We, we didn't have, uh, any, any, any big mistakes of any kind. They were all really small, you know, on track or wherever they were and not enough to take us out of the fight. You spoke also, um, a couple times about how it's ironic that you got your first win at road America, given that that place had given you fits the first time you went there or one of the first times in the Xfinity car with junior motorsports and, you even used the words, I'm, I'm quoting you here, I'm not hyperbolizing or anything, but you were debating quitting after that weekend. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Um, just real quick, you don't have to dive too deep into it, but what was it about that weekend back then that made you consider stepping away from achieving your ultimate dream, which you now have at that very venue, and now it's come full circle? Yeah, I just thought, you know, at that point that um, – I was giving it everything I had and I was doing all the right things. And I thought I was giving it 110% on the racetrack, which I was, but it was pretty much, it was an unguided missile. You know, I didn't, um, I didn't realize how much I was leaving on the table during the week or, and, and how I could prepare, um, with my physical condition as a driver as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't necessarily getting tired in the car and that was because I knew how to really pace myself from race start to race end and didn't realize that, you know, getting in better shape, being more prepared, you know, um, I could actually be at a hundred, a hundred percent instead of 110% and do the same things. And that just was a lot smarter. Um, and it took the, the trials that, that I went through, uh, that year with the nine team, um, to, to figure that out. And certainly it, yeah, it, leaving road America was, um, really questioning a lot of things. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> think I had what it took, uh, for a split second, but thankfully, you know, instead of going that way, we decided to go a different way and, and really lock in. And uh, Road America was the turning point in in my year uh, when I was running with Junior Motorsports Sports and arguably, arguably my career, honestly. Last question for me. Moving forward, again, all but locked into the playoffs. We'll see if we get to that 16-17 winner mark. I don't think we will, but we'll see. Um, heading to Atlanta this weekend as well. That's going to be a super speedway-esque type race. What are you expecting from this weekend? And then moving forward, looking way ahead, you know, six, seven, eight races down the line, once the playoffs begin, 
Do you think as you guys are constructed right now, organizationally as a number eight team, do you guys think you can threaten to fight for this championship? We're going to have to um, have days like we did at Road America. That's for sure. Uh, we're going to have to be, be ready to execute like we did uh, Sunday, every week in, week out. You know, the important thing is if we do have a bobble or two along the way that we bounce back, like we did at a, at a, at a race, like, the, the, you know, the Coca-Cola 600 sure. where, you know, it looked like we we're out of it, but we kept fighting, got back in it. We've had a few races that have gone that way, especially last year um, for us. That's how we got into the playoffs was by bouncing back from those mistakes. Uh, so we're going to have to remember, you know, and tap into that a little bit because this year, you know, as, as we talked about, it's kind of been on our, our undoing. And so um, it, it's really a nice confidence booster to have the like, like, like road America where we, we know that we can do it. We've always believed that we can do um, do do have complete days like that where we execute all day long. So it's going to take that, and it was nice to have you know knock one off uh, like that. Also, how did it feel to be the most beloved NASCAR driver in America on America's birthday weekend because he gave the world free chicken tenders finally? Yeah, I know that was pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, I you know it, it was uh, <laughs> yeah it it made pro it, I know it made for an exciting Monday. It, it shutters across <laughs> the country. Yeah. Uh, when they got that note, hey, by the way, uh, you might want to might want to start getting ready now. There, there's going to be a lot. Put of them in the fryer now. For, yeah, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people coming for their for their free number eight special. Yes, they got their free number eight special, and you took them to the woodshed in the number eight on a special day in Road America. Appreciate your time, Tyler. Congratulations on the win. Tell Bo I said hello, and he's more than welcome to come in the interview next time. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. If he didn't just wake up from a nap, absolutely he would. Okay. <laughs> Good All luck right. at Atlanta, my man. Thanks. See ya. And we are back. Thank you so much to Tyler for carving out some time during his busy, busy week, even though that time was already carved out. Again, fortuitous timing from the racing gods. Thanks to Jimmy White of RCR as well for helping coordinate that convo and Brent Gamble of NASCAR. Always appreciate those gentlemen helping us out here on the show. And that'll wrap things up for this bonus episode. Like I said, guys, be sure to keep subscribed to this feed if you like what you heard here today. Leave a rating and a review. Subscribe. You can get us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, SoundCloud. You know the drill by now. And if you're new to the show, welcome. Hope you'll stay a while. Give me a chance because we're going to be back later in the week with another regularly scheduled interview on the long form side. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Thanks again to Tyler. Congratulations to Tyler. Awesome to see another first time winner and awesome to have him right here in victory lane. Talk to you guys later in the week. Be good, party people.